the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks or salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph podcast. I'm Mike Stevens, and sitting across from me, once again in her r slash male living space uh, abode, on a beanbag chair actually, is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how you doing? If I were to tell you, like, if people were to see the condition that the apartment is in right now, would they think that I might be a GM one day? Probably not, right? No, probably not. They would think you're like a Redditor. I will point out. I do have lights now. You do. You do. And you installed them yourself. And I they're did. very nice. It was because I, we sent out the picture on our social feeds, but I showed up here last uh, on Thursday to record the podcast. And there was, I mean, there was, there were no lights up there. The only lights were a string of, like I said, like we said, sort of uh, twinkle lights or Christmas lights, as you put them on the ground, like not even draped over anything. There's still a TV face down in the corner, which is a little... I'm not sure what's going on there, but you know. Okay, so essentially I've put up like a set of lights in my living room and then two proper lights mm-hmm. in the uh, kitchen slash yeah. entry. Um, the reason the television is still on the floor is because I'm having I'm having my apartment painted mm. and I'm not going to mount a TV to the wall only to have to take it down in three days. Just paint over the TV. When the painters come, I don't think that's a good idea. It's easy. Simple, um, solves your problem right there. But yeah, so I will be mounting both televisions once that occurs. And I will be sitting on a beanbag chair for the foreseeable future, though, because the couch is probably not coming until June. I mean, it, you're basically living in a dorm right now. Like no, you, this is a lot. I went to school in Sudbury. Nah, that's true. That's true. This is a lot better than any place there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking more of the beanbag chair lifestyle. Like it's there's you know, drywall hole. There's like spackle on your wall right I now. Did that. It's, I know I'm very, I'm very impressed because as we've said before, you are woman, yes. woman, woman, handiwork hard. Yes. And you know, totally unable to use a screwdriver yeah. drill. No spackle. No, uh, to be quite fair. I was going to paint my apartment and then I realized I don't have time for that. <laughs> you were going to paint it and you're like, no, I want to go shopping instead because I'm a girl. You know, it's. That's it, definitely. That's, when was the last time I said I'm going shopping? I have never heard you say that <laughs> yeah, before. I never Literally never it. heard you say like I've never. It's it's hilarious. I despise them all. I despise it. I think it's be, mainly. I thought you said you despise all women. <laughs> the, no, them I despise all. them all. I despise them all. Women despise them all. Yeah. <laughs> because gonna honestly, it's like I walk. We, you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. off podcast but i walk like a psychopath yeah like we call it walking with a purpose Mm -hmm. page calls it the strut yeah if i walk in a mall like chances are i'm like elbowing people by accident because like i'm moving i don't have time to saunter along like i have way too much going on i don't have time to saunter through the mall have you ever been to a mall on like december 23rd have I been to the mall on Boxing Day? Yes. Yeah, Boxing Day. But dis- I would say even December twenty third. That's when no. people are desperate. I remember I left a like I left a Christmas gift purchase for my <laughs> I guess my ex. So th- there, there you understand um, mm-hmm. how that happened until like December twenty third, and I waited in a Sephora on December twenty third in a mall for a billion hours. That was one billion. That was one of the most stressful experiences yeah. of my life. There was one cashier open. <laughs> one. It was remarkable. But anyway. Yeah, no, I, I despise malls. Like I went, so I was in New Jersey for Black Friday. And oh my God. I did not go into the mall, mm-hmm. but because of my absolutely psychotic work schedule, I happened to be driving home from a game yeah. when it just had kind of gone. It was like one o'clock in the morning yeah. on Black Friday. And I had to drive by the Newport Center, which is like the big, nice mall near where I live in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. And like there were people basically in fist fights oh yeah i'm, I'm surprised like, is, like I, was, I don't get me wrong like i was starving at that point like eating mr noodles every yeah. day my time is worth way more than to camp outside in a tent and get in a fist fight over a television a pair of sunglasses 
and anything. I don't, I've never like camped overnight for anything. Like, like I've camped. I, I would, love I camping. Would, I've never camped overnight so do you for anything. you know what anything. like K-pop is? Oh yeah. Okay. So new, the devil's like Prudential Center. BTS baby. Yeah. So they hosted this like K-pop festival when I was there and it was GA. So if you bought a ticket, there were like however many tickets were available, but mm-hmm. it was GA. People camped outside. Yeah. The Monday before the Saturday concert. Yeah. It is psychotic. And then they would be like, because we would go out for lunch. Mm-hmm. And they would ask us, to be like, can we come in? Bro, it's literally Wednesday. What are you going to do? Sleep inside? Like It's it's remarkable. Like, it's K-pop fans as well nuts. are absolutely insane. If you ever, like, I just want to say, just in case they ever find this podcast, I love BTS. I think his name is Jungkook. He's my favorite. Because if they find out that I don't like BTS, which I don't, I I like them, um, they will find out my social insurance number. (laughs) They will, you know, find my parents' address. Um, They will find everything. Also, I was a little distracted just then because, so we're in Rachel's apartment. Her, she is overlooking the balcony and a very good looking woman just um, sauntered onto the balcony and then went back in. And so that was interesting. But anyway. I was wondering what you were looking at, but. Now you know. Um, anyway, should we <laughs> just going to take a moment there? No, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of your neighbors. Um, anyway, it was, yeah, the BTS fans and K-pop fans in general. It's insane. Also K-pop groups have like 50 people in them. Like I like seven. Yeah. Like literally, there's like, there was like 17 people. Like how, BTS. how many people, like, I think there's legitimately like nine members of BTS. I have no idea. And they're all, but they all dress really funky and I'm here for it. Oh my God. I want to like adopt the BTS fashion style. Like once you can go to places and I'm not, I'm literally wearing a sweatsuit right now. I could not give less of a shit about that. But like once we're able to like look nice and go places, like I want to get like the BTS style going. Like I want to get like the, like just like the, the, like the pastels in like the suits. I love like you. Well, you've seen my suits. Like oh, I'm yeah, they're great. pretty eclectic with my suits, yeah. but they're like, I, I don't, <laughs> they push the limits on that. They, they push the limits. I also don't fuck with cheap suits. Like no, I'm gonna buy no some, these, those will be good suits. Like, my mom always told me it was like imparted on me. She's like, you can spend $200 on a suit and you'll have to replace that suit every two years, or you can spend $2,000 on a suit and have it for 30 years. Wasn't it Dale Hunter that wore the same suit every game? Yes. How, like, <laughs> what, was, what was that suit made out of? Probably, it was probably a very nice Hugo Boss suit. But we should, like, or we should take that material and, like, make it into like bulletproof vests and no one will ever get shot again. Because the fact that that guy, like I, like I had a rotate when I worked at Cushman and Wakefield, I had a rotation of like three or four suits Yeah, and literally like one of them like wore down that summer. Cause I wore it so much. See, and that's the problem. So like when I was in Sudbury at school, I just did like the H and M banana Republic, banana Republic actually has good quality. They stuff. really do. And really, and like for good prices, like I have, I have, I want to say two or three Banana Republic suits, and I really like them. Yeah. But then I uh, H&M, no, no, no. went to Germany. Yeah. After I graduated. Or Hugo, Hugo Boss. Uh, and went to Boss, where they will tailor your suit on the spot for you, and you can take it home. Like That's they, what I'm you literally, about. they measure you, you give them like the suit, they tailor it, and you leave with the suit. That's what I'm talking about. And and the best part about it is, is like Hugo Boss here, it's like two grand for a suit. Mm-hmm. Germany, same suit, four hundred dollars, or four hundred euro, which would be like six hundred. Why does everything suck here compared to everywhere else? Right, like it's- it is cheaper. So I did the math. It is cheaper if you were gonna buy suits. Let's say you needed to buy a whole bunch of suits because you got a job at the bank. It is cheaper to fly to Germany and buy Hugo if you buy eight. Or six, I think it's six Hugo Boss suits in Germany. It's cheaper for you to fly to Germany, buy those suits, and fly back than it is for you to buy those suits here. I'm not gonna do that. No. But it's <laughs> But think of like that's how much money you save. And you get the um I don't know what the English word is, but the VAT back. It's like the GST. So you don't pay tax. Just dope. Every like everything is better outside of here. Like it's like I was talking to like the social media manager of an NHL team today. And she was like, oh, yeah, like I can come to Canada now. I'm fully vaxxed. And I'm like, that's great. Everything is closed. It rains all day. And uh, other than that, it's really romantic. It's great. And she's like, what? Like I've been vaccinated for like, you know, a month, which means I can fully I can like travel now. Yeah. And like everything is open up, like open up to you again. And we're like, well, 
it is even worse than what it was. I was before. approached by a, a team overseas, like mm-hmm. a hockey team. And I was, I'm seriously giving it some thought. Put Damn. it that way. Cause I speak the language in the country. Okay. Well that kind of narrows it, it down. It narrows it down <laughs> to like three. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's such a mess right now. Yeah. And, and for the foreseeable future. It's that, ridiculous. Like, you know, a job in soccer or a job in hockey mm. in Europe sounds pretty good right you can, now. You can pull the old Ralph Kruger, you know, like you're in hockey. Oh, I could. Then you yeah. go over to soccer, dabble a bit, come back here, fail spectacularly, maybe go back to soccer. Um, ran, very random segue, but I forgot to tell this story. I was almost the victim of a TikTok prank out in public the other day. A what? So have you heard of the, like, have you heard of, so. We, no, because I, I only watch your TikToks. True. My sister's TikToks. Your sister's TikTok. Okay, hold on. One sec. <laughs> and, um, um, like, oh, my friends, the Mancurics. Yeah, you're, you're extremely famous friends that are like the got 600,000 followers, which funny is funny because he's like totally normal in real life. Good, because a lot of these guys aren't. It's absurd. No, so he's like totally normal. Like I was walking. Okay, so like there are pranks that people do where essentially like they'll just go up to someone and it'll be like like literally out in public, like no, random person. And so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you which what happened to me. and It'll kind of give you an idea. So I'm walking. This is like way down. Like like this is past like a. a the I'm gonna what's it called uh, Boulevard Club like this is like oh. along like the actual lake shore yeah um and it's like I'm on the boardwalk having a nice time and this guy comes up to me and I have my like my AirPods in and I have like a mask on whatever and he's got like a mask on but then it's kind of like sort of it's around his chin so I'm like whatever and I see he's like motioning to like talk to me he's like coming up to me and I could like I should have his mask off <laughs> I should have known from like the e boy haircut that like this guy was no good because he had he had a center part. And no. I was like, but I didn't like, I was, you know, it was just like a, like a th- thing in the moment. And so I like take one ear AirPod. I'm like, how, Hey man, can I, he's like, yeah, do you know where the bathroom is? And I'm like about, and I'm like, I'm in the process of being like, I think they're all closed, man. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. And then he just goes like, I'm feeling really sick. Do you know where the bathroom is? And he goes, Bleh! and I'm just like, I literally was just like, fuck off. And, I, and then, <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm just, I'm, I literally like, I turn around to him and as I'm walking away, I'm just like, enjoy your TikTok, <laughs> your TikTok prank, bro. Like, and just kept walking. And like, he was just like so flustered and i expect to like one day just be scrolling my for you page and be like yo this guy totally got triggered when i tried to prank him on tiktok and it's just me like flipping this dude off and walking <laughs> people will do that though it'll be like they'll go up to someone on like the street and just be after like, what happened in new jersey to me on a regular basis if you approach me on the street with any type of nonsense like that there is a very real chance that you get a roundhouse directly to the head yeah. Now is a good time for me to share with people. I am martial arts trained. Yeah. Rachel could, Rachel, I, Rachel could kill me I if she wanted very to. Very quickly will kick you in the head if you try any of that nonsense. Every day that I am around Rachel, I'm putting my <laughs> life in her hands. I would never I would never do that to you or I'd never allow that to happen to you either. You protect me? I would. Thank you. I have no qualms like for me the way I see it like if you attack somebody that I know and, I, and you're in my presence, I feel like I almost have like an obligation to like do something now with my shoulder the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but my leg works good enough that I could kick you. That's good. And I'm flexible enough to reach your head. So it like works because <laughs> <laughs> you are pretty short. So I am, I'm five yeah. foot four and a half. Yeah. There you go. It's good. It's small. I'm a small. You're small. You literally have a step. You're, you're, you have a step stool right here that you're, <laughs> that, that you're balancing stool. your computer on. <laughs> this is male living spaces. Yeah, right that here. is a hundred percent. It is hilarious. Just wait till it gets replaced with like the family heirloom Ugh. nesting tables that I have. It's, fu- it's remarkable. We're going to yeah. go from our male living spaces to, to like, why are you living in this building? Like decked out. Yeah. This is a nice building. What are you talking about? This is good. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I don't know. My lease is coming up, and I don't think I'm gonna re. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna re up in my building. Oh yeah, your lease is coming up. Well, yeah, because your fucking elevators are a joke. Look, folks, there's not a ton of hockey going on right now, so let's just like Rachel and I. We're just gonna vent, like vent until we get into this. Like, yeah, we it will is, talk about hockey. I, I, I promise we will. I am like at my wits end with the elevator situation. It's a joke. I refuse to come to your place yeah, right now. Don't, don't do it. It's, it's. 
like, first of all, it, <laughs> like I said, this is like the first time I've been at someone else's place since like when lockdown was like eased in the summer. I also feel like you, I didn't even have to say it. Like you low-key know that we're recording at my place now. Yeah. Because Absolutely. I have operational elevators. Absolutely. It is unbelievable. Like I, I had to give myself so much buffer time to like, because we were going to record at 530 today. I had to give myself so much buffer time and I was still like five minutes late because of the elevators. It is unbelievable. How long did you wait for my building's elevators? Like zero seconds. We hit the button. You hit the and button, the and, it was, was and two of them were there. Yeah, one on like either side. So you had a you had a choice for convenience. I, me and this delivery man <laughs> on our. Which, by the way, I feel so bad for the Uber Eats drivers yeah. because they have like orders they got to get to, and meanwhile they are waiting for like twenty minutes yeah. to get up here. It's insane. I know this is again. I know this is a first world problem, but like. It is. But also, like, you're paying rent in that building. Yeah. I would be like, excuse me, like, I can't use the most basic friggin' amenity in this building. I can't get to my house. Like, it like, is... I would like a rent break. Yeah, like, I'm I'm very, I'm very much considering, like, and also, so they... Does they, that make me a Karen? I feel like that's no, like, no, 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 it's been six months, like... It's, it's been a long time, and it's, it's, it's posing a health, like, risk, because, because no one people, is social distancing anymore. No, because now it's like, oh, the elevator's here, a pile 18 people in. No, seriously, it used to be... You, and, and I was actually very impressed with the people like with my neighbors because or I guess building mates or whatever, because they really stuck to it is two people in an elevator. Or if like you live with someone like if you live with someone, right, that like just fine. essentially two separate households in one yeah. elevator. And now, like I've been in elevators with like 10 people because it's such a joke. It's literally a health risk. It is. And like even in the lobby, like. Cause it will, cause the elevators are like tucked away in the back. They're not like, yeah. like in this building. No, the one time I came over, like you didn't this know was where the it was. last straw. Yeah. The, the lineup was outside the yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was outside the building and we're talking like this is a 50 meter lineup. No, it's, this is like, it's like the lineup for like a, a, a like, far a, pop, like a pop-up shop. Yeah. Like yeah. something like that. It's absurd. I, like I, a, I can't stand it. to get to OVO Fest, but just yeah. elevators. I've been like I've been to OVO Fest before. It's nuts. I I went in 2014 when my at, when I was 14 and my math tutor took me. <laughs> okay, I have some. Questions I, oh yeah, we've told that. we've talked about that before. It's wild. All right, we actually so you know we're what we're gonna do is we're gonna draft an NBA on TNT type panel because we did Ian and I talked about the the deal with Turner when it was signed. So, but this panel I'm very very interested in because the NHL has an ability to usher in like to establish new voices for the sport so does it make you angry that the rumor came out today that they were gonna hire pierre mcguire what i didn't see that yeah i listen that ruined, you know what that just ruined my day sorry you know what i actually like pierre's enthusiasm for the game no he is a regressive but yeah like he's but you know what like you, if you had to pick between Pierre Maguire and Mike Milbury, I'd be taking Pierre Maguire oh, oh my 70 God. times over. Oh, my God. Like, at least Pierre Maguire does his research for the game. Oh, my. Mike Mil- Mil- We have people on television who literally show up and wax poetic about things that happened in the 60s. Mike Milbury is <laughs> dumb as shit. Like, he is. He beat a man with a shoe. He, cr- he That's climbed what his into contribution the stands. is to society. He is the, like, <laughs> Pierre Maguire, it was a disastrous um, tenure that he had. With, oh, in Hartford. with Hartford mm. disastrous that but being he's a nice said, man but he's a nice man that being said Mike Milbury very like like I think pretty much objectively <laughs> he is the worst general manager in oh, NHL history yeah I don't like I am so tired of hearing that man speak yes but I'm so tired of sports personalities on TV coming from like you don't have to have played the game to talk about it like that's fine but don't like shove down my throat and, and make them make them the leader in conversation for the sport because your uncle will just regurgitate whatever O'Dog and and I'm not including O'Dog in this. I like I, I I actually think Jeff O'Neill would he's on he would my be a, yeah he's he's like my he's the he's Charles Bar- he's the Charles Barkley for or, me yeah Charles he, Barkley but like it's but so like for example and I'm sure he's a very nice person I've heard he's a very nice person but Dave Poulin. Like, there is no way... Yeah, he is a really nice guy. I know. Really nice guy. But there's no way that he should be commenting on current Leafs game, games. He ruined... The the reason why they are where they are now is because he ruined them, like, a couple years ago. I've used this before. It's like I burned your house down. <laughs> and now you're a firefighter. And then, and then, no, and then, the, and then the contractor to come build your house back up, uh, like, hires me to give comments on what kind of job he's doing. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's draft our panel. You're going to have to yeah. kind of like, okay, so the NBA on TNT panel. So we got I've Ernie seen Johnson. It. Okay. We got Kenny the Jet Smith. We have Shaq and we have Charles Barkley. Ernie is the host. He's the host. So he, yeah. He's, he's like, he's kind of the straight man, but he also gets into it every once in a while. Okay. Then we have, oh, I have Kenny. pick for them then. Yeah, me too. We have Kenny the Jet. Okay. He's more of like a, he's more of sort of like a, a I would say he's, he's like a middleman, you know, like he, he never usually gets into like fights with people. He's funny. People like to joke on him, all that kind of stuff. He's light, but whatever. And then we have Charles and Shaq. Okay. So Shaq is. Shaq is just like the, the low energy, like he's stupid. He's stupid. Ernie. he doesn't know anything like that kind of stuff. And, and we'll kind of trade barbs. And it's also, and this is like something that I'm, I, I kind of annoys me about him, but like whatever is like, he will, he will sort of be sort of the, the old school guy in it. Okay. He'll be like there are too many threes in this game. Now, like all these players back when I played, it more tough. Okay, So I have an idea. And then, yeah, and then Charles is like the charismatic, idea. like he's, he's sort of like, Erner, this is ridiculous. Like okay, that so kind of I've stuff. got an idea. Yeah. You've got to pick play by play and color. Okay. Then you have to pick the panel. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Let's start. Okay. We can pick the same person too. Like it's not a draft. It's like this mm. one. I like this exercise. This is fun. Okay. Who's your play by play? Man, there there are I, I will give them credit. There are a lot of good choices. Right. For this. I, yeah, like I because I'm and you really can't, let's just say this. Bob Cole is off the table. Yeah, because yeah. You he can't, would be that's like, you can't bring Bob Cole out of retirement here. Like it's not I fair. Love him, I love him too. He'd With be my great. whole heart. Bring Foster Hewitt back from the dead and, and put him in there. Okay, <laughs> so Bob Cole's off the table or we both would have picked Bob yeah, Cole. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Okay. I'm gonna go with Chris Cuthbert. I okay, he was one of mine, so I'm glad you took it. Was him. Either, it was either him or Gord Miller, essentially. Or no, yes, yes, either him or Gord Miller. Um, in terms of color, Ray Ferraro, without a doubt. I think Cuthbert and Ferraro are like a dream team right there. Okay. Um, sorry, Mike. Um, well, Mike is on my panel. Oh, your panel, okay. Okay, in terms of who's your, like, we'll, we'll who's go my back P by P in. Who's your P by P in color? Um, for me, it would either be CC, so Chris Cuthbert, yeah. or uh, John Forsland. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. The that's color good. is Ray. Yeah, he's, I think that's the undisputed pick. He's so good at what he does. He's so good at his it, job. Yeah, like to me, it's, it's Ray or Mike. And, yeah. and I think Mike is better on the panel, like, than Ray is on the panel. Yeah, Ray is suited to be like a, like a color, the color person. Guy, like Ray, in, is the be, Ray is what everybody in doing color should aspire to be. Ray is what anyone who holds a microphone should aspire to be. <laughs> Like he is so good. Okay, let's do host. I think we have the same host. Who's yours? Duffy. Yeah, 100%. Duffy and Ernie have like exactly the same They're vibes. They're the same vibes and exactly the James same. Duffy. Like his dry is, sort of honestly, sense of humor. His, his um, job description should be like zookeeper. Yeah, seriously. He has to wrangle up like, first of all, literal llamas. Yeah. Yeah. Like he will go along with the shtick, but he's also a fantastic interviewer. Then he has that stuff he does with that he did with Jonathan Petra. Right, yeah. he's like super support. Like, but he'll just, get in on the fun every once in a while. You exactly. Know? Like that's I think and he's Ernie the does. Guy. That's very important with Ernie because Ernie, like, he's definitely the traffic cop. Like, he has to keep everything going. But he'll, 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 he's the cool teacher. He'll yeah. get in on the fun. Like, he, he'll be, he'll gossip with the kids every once in a while. You know, um, the the Kenny the Jet is actually a very interesting one. I so I feel like we have the same one, but I'm gonna try and think of a different one too. So yours, I'm assuming. Is someone we've had on this podcast before. It, it might be, yeah. Yeah, who is it? It's Mike. Yeah, okay. Can't not have that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick some American uh, commentators too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Mike is is the, uh, is the on the panel. For sure. My Kenny the Jet is Adam Wilde. Oh, you know what? I think he what would What if Adam Wilde was like a Duffy? I think if you can't get Duffy, you get Adam. But but you know what? That's a that's a great point. Yeah, but like it's actually, Adam you know would be amazing. Adam's better in the Ernie spot. I think Kenny. I'm trying to think. Okay, who would be Kenny? You'd be. You know who would be a good Kenny if he like if he if he had if he was given the ability to like have some fun because I think he's kind of he's kind of in a box now where he has to be like the hockey guy. I think Justin Bourne would be a good Kenny. Totally agree. He's he, like Kenny's not young by any means, but like he's got that young energy. 
And Bourne, I think he has it too. And Bourne has the nuances of the game down pat. Like he's played Kenny before, does. like so he's but able he can to tell speak stories. Matter of factly, I think that's a good fit too. Yeah, yeah. I would okay. like Bourne as part of the coverage on ESPN or TV. hundred percent. Yeah. What about you? Um. Well, I MJ who's your, for sure. Yeah. So who's your who's your Shaq? Um, I wouldn't say I'm gonna pick anyone in the mold of Shaq, but somebody I would want on the panel is Patrick Sharp. Yeah, Patrick Sharp would be a good Kenny actually. Because like Patrick Sharp isn't as like rambunctious as Shaq, you know, like I think you have to fit. There are very certain dynamics you have to fit on this panel. Oh, see, no, I'm not trying to build one in the mold of the TNT panel. I'm trying to build like a panel that I think can have fun. And I know that Mike and Sharp would have fun together. And then my other one, if I don't go Patrick Sharp, I would go Kevin Weeks. That's good. I'm trying to think of analysts who were rivals when they played because that's what Shaq and Charles are and they trade barbs with each other all the time. See, they don't we don't really have that in all. Well, right Ver, now. like Versteeg and Bexa went at it a bit okay, on so trade deadline. Bexa is I think Bexa would be a good Shaq. I think he would be I think I think it's pretty simple that Bexa panel just like remove for a second. What if you have a panel of Duffy, Odog, Bexa and like Born? That would be wild. Duffy, Odog, Bexa. Yeah, that's That would be wild. That's my panel. <laughs> You oh. just listed my panel because I had because obviously obviously O Dog is the is is Oh the yeah, O Dog is Shaq. If, or uh, O Dog is Barkley. Or no doubt. If we're going to get like in a very like a very and this is very interesting, a very, very important part of this panel is the is the one punching bag on the panel. The person who gets made fun of by everyone else. Any any TV <laughs> show but any panel. Like Charles gets ripped on by everyone because he never won a championship. So That's you a- have to have one guy who's able to take it but easy to make fun of. And I think, I think Steve would be great in the Charles spot because Steve is very easy to make fun of. Oh yeah. I do it all the time, but they can't have Steve there. Why not? Because of the LFRs. They just, you just can't, you, he would have to stop doing LFRs yeah, I think so. and well, he would essentially have to start to be like less leafy. And I don't even know if that's possible. You don't have, no, you don't have to be less leafy like that. You can make that. He your would thing. have to be, or wouldn't be endearing to American clientele. I Ameri- like it's so like uh what's it called Troy Aikman talks about the Cowboys all the time in the booth like he is so unapologetically yeah, but think a homer. About he's calling Cowboys games. Not always. No, but like he like that's in the states. The thing about Toronto is that it's not in the states. And as someone yeah. who lived there, they don't take well to that. Right? But I think I would agree. I think Steve should absolutely have a place in the new TV deal whether it's ESPN or TNT. Because I think he kind of attacks that new, like, the newer market. It's someone who, like, you need on this panel, you need, like... But you, most importantly, never mind the panel. Yeah. Could we have actual marketing of the players, please? Yeah, ESPN yeah. and TNT. Like, I want they will. I want their marketing of NBA players with NHL players. And I think there needs to be something in there that GMs aren't allowed to X and A. Putting, putting, um... What's it called? Uh, uh, put it like putting players in the this is Sports Center commercials. Yeah, like Lou Lamorello can't be like no. Like in the contract, it has to say like if we want your player, like yeah, it, you it has get, to be. You don't get copy approval. It should be the uh, like what like what was that thing that they used to do before Coach's Corner? It was like uh, uh like in Hockey Night Canada, they used to have like players go against each other in like skills competitions or something, and like literally the league was just like we can tell we can like choose whatever player we want like you don't have veto power like that's that's yeah. there's been a precedent for that before but then like harold ballard didn't want daryl sittler doing it and it became a whole thing and harold yeah. ballard sucks yeah harold ballard's a piece of shit um all right next headline Michael, yeah like can we we need to have fun on the panel so like absolutely bxa o-dog mj so patrick sharp kevin weeks like those personalities i do not want to see mike milbury anywhere near my television screen i don't want to see pierre mcguire like i like this that will be a glaring glaring mistake if they do that you just like the reason why this deal is happening is because nbc failed they failed in providing a entertaining Actually, product you know who would be you know who i'd like to see do like maybe not like that panel but some panels like the have? sub like the b panel uh not even the b panel but like shows and shit okay yeah jackie redmond yeah yeah like she could do, you know how Rachel Nichols does like the jump? Oh yeah, she would be great. Jackie Redmond would be my first, second, and third choice for a show like that about Carolyn hockey. Carolyn Cameron. 
And Carolyn Cameron as well. A hundred. She would be a fantastic. Oh my person. god, the two of them. Sign like me hosting, up. like having Sign Car- me up. having Carolyn Cameron be like the host for like uh, like a first take type of show. Like that would be fantastic. She'd be great at it. That's Her, what Pierre Maguire and Mil- Milbury. Pierre Maguire needs to be their Skip Bayless. Yes. Like he needs to be the guy no, who's wait, always wrong be... and e- and just like. No, that's Mike Milbury. No, but yeah, they're equally because Pierre Maguire, like, you know what? People get on him because he's enthusiastic, but the reality is that's not like, why I don't like him. But no, but a lot of people that is the problem, and I actually don't mind the enthusiasm and the fact that he does his research is endearing to me because there's so many people who very clearly don't. I just think it goes over the top a little bit sometimes, but that's something that you can adjust. Like, at least you know that he's going to do his research and he's going to do his job. And that's... There are other people that are currently employed where I'm like, did you even like... Do not do that. Yeah. Did you even like look at the NHL stats this morning? When was the last time you opened NHL.com? There are a lot of, there are a lot of people who are paid to talk to you about hockey who don't watch hockey. Absolutely. Like it's... Like there's... So I get routine texts from two members of the New Jersey Devils broadcast still asking me, what about this? What about this? Or just like, give me your shot. I'm like, they're doing research. Yeah. So right? when I was, cause I guarantee you, I'm not the only person they talk to. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like dox this guy or anything, but also like the way I tell this story, you might be able to piece it together. Like when I was covering the Marlies, I'd be in the press box. I remember on multiple occasions, the like, and they were grooming this once they were grooming this one Sportsnet radio host for more duties. They were putting him through like the, the sort of like Marley's media ringer. And then they were going to bring him onto Sportsnet. And he's a radio host now. I'll tell you after. And I remember sitting next to him in the press box. He used to play for the Marley's and he was asking me questions that I'm like, how do you not know this? Like he was like, so like, what do they do at intermission? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? What do they do? Did, have you never been here like for that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're just stuff like, like just asking me like really baseline information about players where it's just like, man, like, like I take Kristen Shilton, like when she got the Leafs beat job, she went back and watched like an entire season of tape. She also, because so her first summer was when I was on the ice at Leafs camp. Yeah. And like, she had no issue. My respect for Kristen was gained the day. Like so day one. Day one. Day yeah. t- it was day or two. day two. Yeah. Because day one, that guy in the Toronto Sun called me female staffer <laughs> as opposed to just like learning my name. And Kristen went up to him and was like, that's not okay. Like, she's the only female here. How about you just learn her name? Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have birthed our podcast name. Exactly. Everything but happens like, for I a reason. Will, Kristen does a ton of research. No, then that's what I'm saying. Like it's it like for this guy who played for the team to be like, so who's number 44, you know? Oh, what's his role? I'm just like, that's a problem. Like I love, like, look, I'm glad you're asking questions. Like, like, you know, it, you should never be ashamed to ask a question. That's how you learn. But like, at least come to the job with some armed information, like with some knowledge. Remarkable. All right. Michael Hauser is going to debut for the Sabres. Now this is, he's a goalie and this is very important. This is very notable because this buddy, this pal, He's been through a lot. Yeah. He's had two club. He was born with two club feet. He hasn't had two club. He was born with two club feet. He had 14 surgeries on them. The doctors didn't know if he could walk. Yeah. The the doctors straight up didn't know if he would ever be able to walk, let alone play in the national hockey league. Yeah. He's at the, like, he didn't know if this, they didn't know if this guy could walk and he's at the pinnacle of his, of the sport. Yeah. So he's played, he played with the London Knights, won an OHL championship, won CHL goaltender of the year, OHL Mm -hmm. goaltender of the year, OHL most outstanding player, like incredible, won a bunch of awards, like all-star teams and everything. And then since he's played three ECHL teams, five AHL teams, I think it's like nine years later, he's finally getting a shot because yeah. Uko Pekka Lukanen and Jesus. Dustin Tokarski. Remarkable pronunciation on that, by the he way. He played in Sudbury. That's the only oh, okay. reason I know. Just take, just take it. Just let, just, <laughs> just take the win. <laughs> um, and he got hurt and it didn't look very good at all. Um, so I'm happy for, for Michael Hauser. He was good in London. I haven't watched him since. Um, he was remarkable. He was really good. That was, he was, he was the goalie for like the Mitch Marner era. Uh, no, a little before that. 2011, 2012. What? Yes. A little bit before that era. I could have sworn, because I was going up, I could have sworn he was the goalie when I was going up to Western all the time. Nope. No, okay. Maybe I'm confusing him with someone. Anyway, so yeah, he's going to make his debut, and the Senator, or the Sabres goalie coach is the emergency backup, because Buffalo, as if their year couldn't get any worse, now has no goalies. 
I have such a soft spot for like the journeyman guys who grind in the minors. Like, like I remember, Jack Campbell. yeah, well, yeah, like definitely like or a Jack Scott Campbell, Darling. Scott Darling. But like I, so I, I remember, um, I was at Mar, like I was covering Leafs slash Marley's training camp in 20, like the year after they won the Calder Cup. So 2018, 19. Okay. And one of the goalie invite invitees to the Mar, like to Marley's camp was, um, Justin Peters. Oh, okay. And, I remember like I was talking with him and it was basically a one-on-one interview after. And he was just like, yeah, man, like I really just hope this works out because I went to the, I had to go to the KHL last year. My wife was pregnant with twins, you know, because Ew. of the time difference and everything. I, I had to, like, I barely got to see them. They barely even knew who I was for the first like eight months of their life. Then I'd have to like fly back from Russia to like see them for the birth and fly back. And like, I just really, this is close. Like this is close to home here. And I just really hope that like I can make it work. And it, unfortunately it didn't. But like I have such I have such a soft spot for these guys because they a lot of people don't don't take into account this like personal aspect. And for yeah. a guy like Michael Hauser, like on top of all of the the medical adversity he's been dealt with, like three like bouncing around from three ECHL teams and five AHL teams like that's just so much upheaval. So many new dressing rooms, so many new rituals, so many new faces that he's had to adapt to. Like just, I'm sure like imposter syndrome, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And now he's in the NHL in the middle of a pandemic. Like God, kudos to him, man. God damn. All right. Plot points. What's trending up? What's trending down in the NHL today? Trending up is, and this like, I would love to, to jump into this for a little bit. The insane discourse between the Leafs, or Leafs fans and Canucks fans. This has been a radioactive weekend on Twitter. I wish we could just take a picture of my yeah. disposition right now. Rachel's not having it. All like I finally had to tweet something out as if I'm not like dealing with all manner of things, but like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Go outside for a walk with a mask on play PlayStation at literally do anything. But whatever you two fan bases are doing, knock it off. Literally, go, knock like, it off. It's act, like it is literally rid- ridiculous. Like Leaf fans and Canuck fans are ridiculous on a good day. The two of like the two fan bases have pissed me off to a degree where now I'm like, yeah. if it has to do with those teams, like I don't even want to talk about it because mm. it, it's like. You got like completely incapable of reading comprehension, a coherent thought Mm -hmm. or using your brain. And the fact that the media got involved with it too, like, holy fuck guys, you're not helping. Drance is going, not helping. Yo, Drance just went full troll. Like he went like as it's a bit obviously and and a funny one, but like, man, it's, it's absurd. Like it's okay. This all stemmed from. Wayne Wait. Simmons and Alex Edler fighting. No, this stemmed from Hyman Edler. Well, yes, but like the the discourse then like was exacerbated because and, and Wayne Simmons. I really and- enjoyed the people when I put out there that like yes, like I said multiple things can be true, right? And I was like that was a terrible hit. That like he was suspended. The fight wasn't really necessary because he was suspended. Mm-hmm. And yes, COVID has a negative impact on your body's ability to play professional sports. And the multiple people that were like, COVID has nothing to do with this. You don't know what you're talking about. As if I don't. Wait, what, where did COVID factor into this? So when you have COVID, right, it's, there are multiple people that have come out and studies that have shown like it depletes your body. You're tired. You're lethargic, like whatever. So to go from having COVID to them playing a professional sport eight out of 12 days, Mm, right? your body is going to be in what's called anaerobic deficit far more quickly than if you didn't have COVID, right? Yeah. And once you're in anaerobic deficit, your body produces more lactic acid, your decision-making in your prefrontal cortex Mm -hmm. um, deteriorates significantly. So if you are coming back as a professional athlete from having COVID and in your first game back, you are having a three-minute shift... Yeah. Which without COVID would lead to poor decision making. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen to someone who's been off for a month with COVID? They're probably going to make a really bad choice, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm not excusing. No one's excusing the fact that he made the hit. Vancouver media called it terrible. Everyone called it terrible. Yeah. It was universally it's bad. It's objectively a bad hit. Regardless of circumstances, you can't knee another person. Right, but to say COVID has no impact on the Canucks, like, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. I don't know what to tell you. But then you Ca- are an idiot. And then Canucks fans, on the other hand, filling, like, th- there must have been, there must have been a, a world record for most simultaneous filled diapers in the world. And the code. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It's absurd. But like, here's the, th- like we watched, it's funny because we were here and in the middle, you can, I'm pretty sure I noted it during the podcast. We were watching the game and I said, Oh look, Edler's fighting Simmons. Like it's, it wasn't a crazy fight. And Simmons let up on him. And Simmons, Simmons, Very clearly. Simmons could have pummeled him. And listen, don't maybe don't take the fight if you don't want to fight. He dropped it. And this is the thing. So people brought up the code and like, they should have this respect and da 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 da. One, don't throw your fucking knee out. Yeah. That, yeah. that fight doesn't happen if he doesn't throw a knee out. Don't knee another okay. guy. But now we've had the knee. Okay, well, he should have had more respect for Edler. Edler shouldn't have to fight. Edler dropped his gloves first. What? Where, where on earth has Alex Edler earned the earned the Because respect? he's played 1,100 games, which doesn't matter. Congra- like, congratulations. You know Alex who has fucking earned that Edler. respect? Sidney Crosby. Cindy Crosby? Sidney Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like, Sidney Crosby has earned that respect. If he doesn't want to fight, he does not have to fight. But he'll 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 drop him. But he'll drop him. It's it's also like I'm very I'm very much a believer of talk shit get hit as yes. a, as a life motto. Like if you're going to do shit, get hit. Like it's like it's when people say like the freedom of speech argument where it's like I can say what I want. It's freedom of speech. Like yeah, freedom of speech is not a one way street. You can say whatever the fuck you want. I'm really glad you brought freedom of speech up because I have been cornering this for a while well you can you can say freedom of speech is freedom of speech is only relevant to the government the freedom of speech means the government cannot censor you freedom of speech does not mean oh yeah twitter cannot kick you off their platform or that you who work for a company presumably cannot be fired from your job you work for a private company if we were if we were doing this podcast and i talked all that shit about morgan riley (laughs) a couple episodes and you were like fuck you mike i'm not doing this podcast anymore i couldn't sue you for it no that would mean I fired I mean, you it, from the podcast. It would be a dick move on your part, but I couldn't bring you to court for it. Yeah, it's only when the government censors you. So Twitter kicking someone off its platform yeah. is not but violating we, your free speech. What I'm saying is like, so I'm very b- big believer of like talk shit, get hit. Like what? And Edler, he talked shit. Yes. And so he got hit. Like you can't just go out there and but start like spewing a bunch are- of stuff and then be like, well, I said all these things and freedom of speech, which bars me from any consequences. No. That's not what it is. Like there are consequences to your actions. Like, but at the same time, this is a fight. You can just leave it. It's a meaningless, like that was an exhibition game we watched. Why is there, why are we still talking about a fight in a game? That was a week ago. In a blowout, meaningless game that happened a week ago. Yeah. And like, this is the thing is like, if Simmons dropped his gloves and started pummeling Edler and Edler didn't drop his gloves, like if he just jumped him. Edler initiated the fight. Well, no, Simmons initiated the no, fight. No, but Edler was like, Edler, hell yeah, man, let's Edler do it. Edler dropped the gloves. All of this would not be an issue if they just called an instigator penalty, which they'll never do. But they, they should. They could have literally just called an instigator I penalty. I forgot the instigator was a thing. The instigator but is more prevalent thing, in NHL video games than it is the, in real life. The code? Let me tell you something about the code. The code is the code. whatever the person speaking about it wants it to yeah. be. It is a it's the social, constitution. It is a social construct. The code is the Bible. Like, as someone said to me, you go, they don't have meetings about the code. No. It doesn't exist. The code is the Bible. No, it's the whatever, Bible is written down. It, no, no, but it's like... The code is not written down anywhere. That's true, it's but it's... less than the Bible. Okay, so then it's... Which is dumber. So then it's the Scientology Bible. Yes. Like, it's... It is. If you're waxing poetic you about want. the code, like you literally, I have, I don't even know what to tell you. It's people stop who, waxing poetic about the code. It's, it's people. Dumb. It's people who read the Bible and go like, "Gay marriage is illegal," but they ignore the if you're wearing two different types of threads, then you you go then yeah. you go to to hell. Or if you if you plant two different types of crops in the same soil, like it's it, that's what the code is. The code people, is dumb. It's it, a social construct, and you needn't be citing it because that immediately tells me that you have no nuanced opinion on this. Rachel, my my version, of, like I can't believe we're doing a podcast today. The code is you don't record a podcast at your friend's house on a Monday when it's raining. Right. I, you're violating the code Sorry. right now. I can't believe this. And when the elevators are broken. And when the elevators right. are broken, which is all the time. Like there's stuff like people talk about like the code. The code is like, don't spit on someone. 
I'm, I mean, but that's but just... that's not the code. That's no, common that's sense. No, that's human decency. <laughs> that's... that's human, like, people say, like, oh, the code is, like, don't do this. No, that's common sense. The co- don't slash someone over the head. Well, that's a slashing penalty. When, like, you, when you decide not to kill me with your fists of fury every time I'm, I'm around that's you... That's human decency. That's not the code. No. That's just... It's so stupid. It's like, don't... I'm, like, again, you talk shit. That's... I wish we could make that the name of the podcast. Talk shit, get, get hit. hit. Like, it's... No, that is the name of the podcast. Okay, great. So it's... But, like... Don't like don't fight someone if you don't want to fight them. Yeah, you don't, he you didn't have said to. Said yes. If Simmons would have jumped him, we'd be having a whole but he different conversation. He didn't. Edler dropped his gloves first. So shut up. Who like why did Tyler Myers not jump in if he was on the ice or some like some yeah, some like Tanner Pearson? He's getting he's getting paid like three point two five mil to to provide these types of services. Like why didn't he jump? It's it, it just like it, also I am so sick and tired of seeing the like. The, the Canucks fans whining about the the coverage that the Leafs get, and I know that we, like this has been a, a topic that is being ground into the dirt. Okay, well, one team is good and one team is bad. So there was one. I I stayed out of this until I saw one tweet that was so stupid, and I had to do something about it. It was you saw that right? Yes. So it was the it was the person who had to go private at one point because they got dunked on so hard. Who said like, look at the, even the difference in graphics? LOL. And it's like a little. It's like when Tanner Pearson scored and the score is like five one. They did the regular graphic that they do for every Tanner other Pearson player. tenth goal of the season. But when Austin Matthews scores for the seventeenth time in seventeen games, it's his thirty seventh goal of the he's season. He's going to win the rocket. He's going to win the rocket by a substantial margin, and we're bordering on one of the best per game averages of, in the history of the game. In the history of the game, how long has the game been around, Rachel? A long goddamn of, time, yeah, like one hundred and twenty years. Exactly. Long. So you have that, and they they do a big graphic form, and they they were complaining about that, saying it was it was. It, it, it was favoritism. See, now, if this you guy paid attention... Your fucking brain! Like, when Mitch Marner scored, he got the same graphic as Tanner Pearson. Austin Matthews is only getting that graphic because he's leading the Rocket in the same way that McDavid gets those graphics because yeah. he's going to win the Art Ross and might get 100 points this year. And then, and then I hope we have better graphics. Me too. And then, there's, and then there's Oilers fans too who are now complaining that anytime... It is remarkable... Like you literally are going to have a unanimous heart trophy winner. What do you have to complain about? If you here, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to put a moratorium right now yeah. on this podcast. We are never, ever going to say the term rent free ever again. Oh no. I that hate is, that I've, term. I've, I've, I've muted that on Twitter. Yes. It is gone. Did you just mute that? I muted that like over a year ago. I, that is the laziest goddamn thing ever. But there is, there's a great mad men scene where John Hamm is in the elevator in his prime, by the way, looking looking fancy. And there's this other guy who I guess is his nemesis, and his nemesis just looks at John Hamm and goes like, I feel sorry for you. And John Hamm goes, I don't think about you at all. And that's that that is like everyone with like I I don't wake up in the morning and think about Connor McDavid's success and how it makes me mad. Oilers fans specifically? No, I wake up and go, Connor McDavid is really good. We should watch him more. But like, that's not that's not even a thought that comes into my mind the first thing of the day. Oilers fans wake up in the morning and they go, how like how can I invalidate the success of Austin Matthews today? Like, there is a great clip that was posted of Connor McDavid carving an entire team up. Oh my god! On Saturday, and it was beside Cross. It was like the it incredible. was superimposed beside Crosby's yeah. goal against the Habs. Disgusting. And the caption of the person that posted it, it wasn't celebrating McDavid for a great goal. It was look how McDavid David does this all on his own, whereas Matthews just waits for the Marner pass. Like, why do like, you care? Enjoy, just enjoy your team. Just enjoy yeah. things for the love of God. You have a player who is going to do something that has never been done before. You literally You're, have the best player in the league on your team. You have. What do you care about anybody else? You have one. You have a player who could possibly be the greatest player to ever play this game. You have a player who is un like un even who was the highest touted prospect we've seen since Sidney Crosby he's literally preposterously and good. just and has vastly exceeded expectations yes like this it's like a LeBron situation where everyone thought he was going to be the next Jordan if when he was he, 13 and he surpassed it he if if McDavid had any semblance of coherent management throughout mm-hmm. the first six years of his career he probably already would have had a cup 100% enjoy this Just player. Worry. Honestly, Oiler fans, like, you have McDavid and Dry Like, don't 
it doesn't matter what any other fan base thinks. You have the trump card. Don't worry about what Austin Matthews or Nathan McKinnon or Sidney Crosby or Elias Pettersson or anybody else is doing. You have Connor McDavid. Nothing else matters. You should be in the alpha seat. You should be. You should be John Hamm. You should not be the person. You should not be like his nemesis. You should be Don Draper in that scenario. It is, and like you have two. You have a. You have a a former MVP, like like the most recent MVP, and he's your second best player. By far, the second best player on the team. And he is the second leading scorer on the team by like 20 points. Like that is incredible. Enjoy that. And yet they're focusing on a team and two specific players um, who are three provinces over, two provinces over. And like, just relax, enjoy hockey. Like uh, I, I, this, it was just, this was radioactive. Like it, it made it Man, unbearable. Leafs, like, Leafs Twitter, I know a lot of you listen. I need, I'm going to need you to calm down. Just relax, Like, guys. we got the playoffs coming up here, and you need to save some of your brouhaha mojo for the playoffs. Because, Lord have mercy, you're going to tire yourself out. You, I'm, I'm a big believer in, like, choose the hills you want to die on. Oh no! Everybody's dying on every hill right you now. You can't do that. Like, like for example, like, like people get angry that I don't interact with them on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's like, not it's that, that I feel like I'm above you. I just Twitter oh, I is hate all of so you. radioactive right now that I don't want to be involved. I just want to let you all know that I'm not interacting with you because I am above you and I hate you all. Oh no! That I just I'm first of all, <laughs> you and I have spoken about this privately. The harassment that I yeah, get yeah. is yeah literally nuts. I just get extremely weird and horny DMs. So. I mean, I get those. Okay, yeah, but like, like, you know what? Let's. We're already. Yeah, we yeah. only have ten minutes left in the pod. Pretty much. So. Should we talk about Nike? I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business and it's customized to your needs you get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales and i'm speaking about this from experience i'm really passionate about bass fishing and a little over five years ago i started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend aaron called woo tungsten actually it's pronounced woo tungsten w-o-o exclamation mark because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass and it was a no-brainer to do this on shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments in fact if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on shopify go to wootungsten.com and you can see and it's No wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash blue wire, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Woo Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash blue wire right now. That's shopify.com slash blue wire. Yes, and save and save the uh, the the deep dive for for next episode. So next on Thursday or on Friday when mm-hmm. you're listening to this, we're gonna talk about the Blue Jackets and, and Aaron Portsline's great piece. And yeah, and Aaron Portsline's great piece um, because I think that that needs an actual discussion. Yeah. Um, but real quick before we get into Nike, I want to make note of something that you made note in here is that Jason Spezza has more points than Josh Anderson. Okay, so Jason Spezza has. More points than Josh Anderson, but this is not an indictment of Josh Anderson, who is having a great year for Montreal. Like he's been great, good year. Well, he had two goals the last calendar year previous to Montreal. That's true. That's By true. his standards, he's had a great rebound one? year. And no, it was two in a calendar oh, year. Oh, ca- calendar year. Yeah, right. Yeah. My bad. So Jason Spezza is tied for points with the likes of Sean Monahan, Paul Stastny, like 
The, not too shabby. Names. Not too shabby. And this was a guy that was waived earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But it was obviously for cap constraints. But like, to, like this, well, this is, was a guy who was about to get waived under Mike Babcock. Bargain. Seven hundred grand, and he'll probably be back next year doing bargain. the same thing. This guy. There's no way he's not coming back next year doing the exact same and thing. And it's obviously not like nobody expected him to probably finish the year with like thirty plus points in fifty 56. games because that's like a. F- 50 point pace in 82. Yeah, even less because he sat out a couple. Right? right. So it's like he's doing it's vintage. It's legitimately vintage. I'm really happy to see it. And it's not an indictment of any of the other players I mentioned. It's quite honestly, wow, you know what? Everyone thought this guy was washed. He's very clearly a contributor. And quite frankly, I'm not buying this whole he needs to rest. I'm not buying it. If anyone needs to rest, it's Thornton. Yes, and desperately, Simmons. and Simmons. They, it's they both not of them. Spezza. No, Spezza. Spezza's got legs for days, man. Like he, like he's and even just, Thornton's. I think he's got points in five straight games. Yeah, now. Thornton, who went like twenty-one games without a goal or something, now is on a five-game point streak. Like right, like he's starting to find it. And to be honest with you, like we know what we're getting with Thornton and Simmons in the playoffs. Like yeah. you know what you're getting exactly. And Spezza is friggin' Spezza. Like he's he's just he's, amazing, man. And it's just like. I'm so happy to see it because, like, I remember meeting him when I was probably like eight mm-hmm. or nine years old. What a fantastic human being! <laughs> like the the laugh is just like, like you can, what a fantastic. Human you can being. tell by his laugh that he's just a wholesome dude. Yeah. Like no, like no asshole laughs like that. Like that is the laugh no. of someone who's just no like, asshole convinces their teammates to give yeah. up their paycheck for other people. But like he laughs <laughs> like someone who just like doesn't care what people think of him and is just happy living life, and that's fantastic. All right. Let's hop into the Kovalev shift. Kovalev was a great shot, scores! Alex Kovalev! Scores! It's Kovalev! Kovalev scores! So, Rachel, there was, there was a, a scandal regarding Nike shoes, and you, you, I would like you to kind of give me the lowdown on this. I, I know what's happened. I've seen it. It sucks. Are you as mad about it as me? Because I am like Yeah, I'm really pissed furious. off. So, okay. So essentially Nike released a, a line of access, like accessible shoes, like self-lacing shoes, kind of like. No, they're not self-lacing. They're, um, they're so, just like slip-ons basically. Yeah. So there are, if you have cerebral palsy yeah, or you can't, let's say you're a, an amputee, like mm-hmm. you don't have arms, which very like that's more common than people think. Like oh, you yeah. can't tie your shoes. So there's this kid. He, I, I think he's like 23 maybe. Um, wrote a a letter to Nike basically saying, Hey, like, I'd love to wear your shoes, but when I move out, I'm, I can't tie my shoes because I have cerebral palsy. I would love it if you had a shoe that I could, and kudos to Nike. They were like, hell yeah. You know what? Yeah. Let's do it. So they announced that they were creating the Nike fly Fly ease shoes. And And essentially what they, Oh my God, they look awesome. They look sick. Like, which is unfortunately, led to a problem right so essentially what these shoes do so if you have cerebral palsy like your motor abilities are hampered and so the they are shoes where the heel kind of like pops back so you can slip the front part of your foot in and as you push down the shoe closes right they have these for the elderly like my yeah. grandmother has oh yeah like these types of shoes my obviously not those. nikes yeah but it makes it so that People who have accessibility needs can also yeah. have sneakers that look sick. I would buy a pair of these shoes. Now I'm not an idiot and I'm about to take them from somebody who needs them. So what happened? Nike says, okay, April 30th release, right? Yeah. And like with any sneaker, I was hoping that the good in humanity would be like. You can never hope that anymore. Like, Just don't. You know what? These are for people with accessibility needs. Like we can't just be. Get get rid of the bots, like none of that, right? No, you can never hope for and the good in humanity. And lo and behold, what do I come to find out? They ruined it. They ruined it because bots bought them. Sneakerheads bought them. Sneakerheads bought them. And guess what? The people who actually need these shoes, like this is not a fashion statement for these people. This is an actual need. This is a necessity. Yeah. Like, and you could say, oh, well, they don't need Nikes. That's not the point. No, they want to feel like people. They want to feel included it's about inclusivity and nike did the right thing by making the shoes yeah by listening and making them yeah 
And quite frankly, if you're one of the people that is a sneakerhead or somebody who operates bots to buy these shoes, fuck you. Yeah. Seriously, what the hell is the matter with you? This is a very, like, it's a very different, it's it's obviously not as high stakes or anything like this. Like, if it's Air Force Ones, be my guest, do whatever you want. There are people who need these shoes. This happens a lot. You do not need them. It's a fashion statement for you. Adults ruin everything, because this happens a lot, like... So I remember when the when like the new Star Wars movies were coming out, like Star Wars toys hit this new boom and they were releasing all these new limited edition ones. And I remember it was um, I can't remember. It was like Star Wars celebration. And then there was like, you know, like the release of all the toys. And it's amazing. And Star Wars merch, like like limited edition, like vintage stuff. It goes for like if it's special, it will it will make you a bajillionaire it's 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 incredible like the value of holding on to like if you were if you went to mcdonald's as a kid in like 1977 when it came out and you got like one of those figures and you kept it in good condition that's gonna that's gonna buy you that's gonna pay your mortgage forever it's like now so i have the remember like you know vhs tapes yeah of course so i have the entire disney limited edition collection And like some of those movies are worth like 20 grand right now. That is going to be a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like you're sitting on, I have some comics. I'm sitting on a lot of I have some comics. I I have some comics in in my, uh, in in my, my like childhood room that like they're breaking case of emergency when it comes to financial situations. So So, I'm not even done with Nike. No, I know. But like I'm comparing this in, in that. So when all these things came out, like keep in mind, Star Wars is for kids. Toys are for kids. They want to buy like the new Kylo Ren, you know, limited edition. Yeah. But you have like 35 year olds going to Toys R Us, like and buying five of them because what, like buying three of them, one to display, one to hide away in, in the box and one to play with. And all the kids went, what the fuck, man? I'm a big Star Wars fan. There should literally be a, a limit on what you're allowed to buy. Exactly. And so, and, and obviously, complete, like, not as high stakes at all. Star Wars is not a necessity. But they, people, like, they come in and they crash these launch events. And right now, you are, like, all of these people, all these people wanted to do is just feel normal. Like to they wanted just, to feel included. Just be included. Be like, look, look, all my friends get to walk, all my friends, like, able-bodied friends get to walk around with, like, Jordans and shit. Like, now I got fly eases on. Like these are, and by the way, they look sick. Like they look sick. So I want a pair, but I didn't go and get one because I know that I don't need them. Leave them you for can the buy other people. Them in like five years. Yeah, just so let them. Have the one it. thing Nike did that pissed me off was when they were marketing these shoes. Yeah, what they should have done. This was a, a great opportunity for them to yeah. market using people with accessibility needs because we talk about how representation is important. Why wouldn't, when you're marketing this, have somebody with cerebral palsy, have an amputee, have people that will act that are actually your target market? Because what they did was they marketed with able-bodied people, so then all the able-bodied sneakerhead fucks went and bought the shoes because they're like, oh, these are for me. No, they're not for you. Yeah. So what they should have done, representation matters, and Nike missed the boat on this. They needed to have actual representation of for people that way people with cerebral palsy can see other like people like them being represented they can be a part of it they feel included Mm -hmm. because it's fine for you and me to walk down the street wearing those shoes but that's not what they're for no yeah right and so from nike yes they did a good thing by making them there should be more pairs like adidas needs to do the same thing puma like there needs to be like widespread Mm -hmm. and when you're marketing these things Please keep in mind that representation matters and that you're not like, I get it sales, but also remember some like Stephen Curry did with, uh, Under Armour, like he made women's shoes so that little girls could play basketball because someone wrote to him and asked him about it. Right. You're making these shoes because somebody wrote to you and pointed out a glaring error and, and now you're making it right. But then when you marketed it, you completely missed the boat, and then you allowed all these sneakerheads to buy up all the shoes. So now what? These kids are going to have to pay $700 for a pair of Nikes? I don't think so. No. What they should do is the kid that like wrote that letter, they, he should be getting a pair for free. I, I, At least a pair. I can't I can't imagine he hasn't already gotten them. Like, But they, this should be like a pilot project or something, yeah. There needs to be something done to prevent... This kind of thing because it happens all the time. I the remember people who need the shoes, like nobody needs Air Force Ones, nobody needs Yeezys, nobody needs no any of those things. But there are people who do need these types of shoes, and they should not be subject to buying up online like 
This happens all the time. My sister wanted to get Harry Styles tickets when she was 12. And when he came to Massey Hall, she saved up all year for them and was literally like when at the midnight release stayed up the, like the one second and like bots bought them all yeah, off Ticketmaster. And she was crushed. Like it, it is it, it just don't be an People asshole. People who, who run bots for that kind of thing yeah. are some of they're they deserve, the worst type of consumers. They deserve the death penalty. Like, like they, it's, they, because like there's all these kids and you're just like ripping them apart for what? Like for what? They're on my list of like if I see along with Doug Ford, where if I see you in, cough, if I right see you in, in public, I'm swinging. Which, by the way, like I will go to jail for. <laughs> if I see Doug Ford in public, you're going to jail. All right, like you're, you you're gonna have to bail me out of jail. I'm 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 coming for Can't him. All wait right, for that. All right, it's gonna be a fun phone call. Um, on that note, we will leave you for this week. Um, right, actually, I'm gonna leave your 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 words until the end of the podcast. I, I did them before last week and I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at staff graph. You can find Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory, me on Twitter at Mikey Stevens 81. The podcast is on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It is on Google play. It's on literally any podcatcher you can possibly wrap your, your big old brain around. Um, you can buy our merch on Redbubble, redbubble.com slash staff and graph shop and leave us a review. It's nice. And as I always say, we love the positive reviews. Please let us know, um, you know, how we're, if, if you like us, that's awesome. But if you want to leave, a, if, if you, if it tickles your fancy to leave a mean review, first of all, you're an asshole, but also at least making it entertaining because we want to hear that. That'd be fun. And on that note, Rachel, do you have anything to leave the people with until we get back to them on, on Friday, I guess. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Get your vaccine. Yep. Don't buy up shoes like that. Don't be a psychopath. Couldn't have said it better myself. See you Friday.